0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, and I am continuing my review series of The Last of Us, which you can find on HBO Max. It is the uh, adaptation of the video game for the PlayStation. We did episode one a few days ago. It just released last week. Episode two just dropped when I'm reviewing this. It dropped last night. And holy shit, guys, we got a lot to talk about. Episode one was about 30 minutes long. I talked about a whole lot on that review. So if you have not gone and listened to my review and recap of episode one of The Last of Us, then I highly recommend go check that out. I go through, uh, like, I actually recap the entire episode, and then I give you my general thoughts of the whole episode. And uh, it was a lot it was a lot. I I don't do many 30-minute solo podcast episodes and that was just that was just one of those those properties that I just absolutely love. And as I mentioned on the first episode, this game, The Last of Us Part 1 is in my top 10 games of all time. It is one of like I said one of my favorite games and it was a game that was an experience and The story was just so amazing. It's probably the best story of any game I've ever played. Eh, well, I take that back. Second best story. I'll still put Fire Emblem Three Houses right above that because it is my favorite game of all time. But nonetheless, I think The Last of Us, just a single story, single narrative, I think it might be the best narrative ever told. So as I mentioned on last week's episode, this was a show that I was hyped for. But I was... I was excited for it, but I was overly cautious because y- y'all know, guys, like video game adaptations typically don't turn out well. So after the first episode, I, I was pumped. like I was ready for the series, and I am 100% on board. And then episode two come out, man, do we have a lot to talk about. So before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com. Slash two game, that is the number two, supports at any of those tiers, and you get access to our discord, and that's where all the fun and shenanigans occurs, that's where you get to vote on all the content that we put out each and every week, so if that's something that uh, tickles your fancy, go to patreon.com slash two game, so as I mentioned last week, this this is spoilers, okay, from this point forward, I will be talking about nothing but spoilers or the Last of Us TV series. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything for the game, so you still have an opportunity to go play said game. But as I mentioned last week, I highly recommend if you have not played the game to stop what you're doing right now. Go play the game and then come back and and finish the series. Hopefully, hopefully you'll be done by then. I mean, it's a, what, 20, 25-hour long game, depending on how fast you play. So I highly recommend going and playing the game before you before you watch the series. If you're not interested in the game and you just want to watch the series, by all means, watch it. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed away. And also, I, I personally don't believe that you need any experience, any playthrough or knowledge of The Last of Us Part 1. This is a fresh take on the series. And while it is a, a pretty damn good adaptation so far... They have made a couple of little changes here or there. And uh, like I said, I, I don't think you need any prior knowledge of the game. And probably might be a good thing for you. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear people's opinions on it from the ones that have not played the game. Because coming from someone that has played the game, it's it's pretty damn good, guys. Pretty damn good. So let's go ahead and recap Episode 2 again. If you have not seen Episode 2 Go ahead and back out of this episode and go watch it and then come back. So episode two is titled Infected. Two days before the day of the outbreak in Jakarta, Indonesia, a mycologist learns of the oncoming pandemic and advises the government to bomb the city to prevent it from spreading. So a popular fan theory was confirmed in this episode. So basically last episode, if you you go back and watch it, there were several incidences where they were trying to get uh, Sarah and Joel to eat something that had flour in it. Because the uh, popular theory of it, the popular fan theory, excuse me, was that it started in a flour factory, and then that's how the the infection spread. Uh, It started spreading through the flour, and then once people ate it, that's how they got infected. Well, if you go back and watch episode one... They were trying to make cookies. She didn't want the cookies. They had biscuits or something like that, and they didn't make the bis- They didn't eat the biscuits. And uh, at one point, Sarah wanted to make Joe waffles, and he didn't want waffles at the time. So there were several little little moments in episode one where where there was a chance for them to eat something with flour in it, and they bypassed it. So go back. Uh, a cake was also one thing because he forgot the cake at the uh, the store. So, several times throughout episode one, which led to the fan theory that this started in the flower factory and Joel and Sarah just barely, barely missed uh, being infected and possibly never having this story. So, I, d- I don't think that was in the game. I'm like 99.9% sure none of that was in the game. Now, I don't read a lot of like like lore and, and stuff like that in the games. So maybe it could have been. If you read all that and you're like a Last of Us bookworm and you read every single note and whatnot in that game, please let me know in our Facebook or, again, go to our Discord by going to patreon.com slash twogame. But anyways, back to the recap. So in the present, Ellie explains to Joel and Tess that she is being transported west in hopes of being used to find a cure. Discovering the path to their meetup to be swarmed with infected, they cut through a museum and are attacked by two blind infected called Clickers, one of whom bites Ellie before Joel and Tess kills them. The two, the trio excuse me, arrives at the statehouse only to find the Fireflies slaughtered by one another after one member was infected. Tess reveals she was bitten while Ellie's bite begins to heal, proving her immunity. Joel shoots an infected which alerts many others to their location. Tess convinces him to escape with Ellie while she stays behind to ignite an explosion, blowing up the building and killing herself along with the horde. So I don't even know where to start with this episode, guys, because this was this was absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely loved this episode. There were some people out there especially in our Discord that says Oh, episode 2 not as good as episode 1 but still really good. I disagree. I would argue that this episode is better than episode 1. Look, let's 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 go back a little bit before we go forward. Going back a little bit, the first 30 minutes of The Last of Us episode 1 truly fucking great, okay? That is some of the best television stuff out there. The the tension that they built And, like, you knew something was going to happen, but they got you on the edge of your seat. And it was so tense, that entire first opening sequence. Once Sarah dies and that big moment happens, you you fast forward 20 years. And they throw a lot of stuff at you at once in terms of, like, who these characters are. And then Ellie comes in, like, right at the very end. And I said it on my my last review that I wasn't completely sold on Bella Ramsey. Like, I, I didn't think that she was the right fit for Ellie at the point. And I didn't think they did a great job of kind of entering her into the mix. And then Tess wasn't a big fan of her either. So, yeah, I still gave it a nine. But a lot of that legwork, a lot of that nine... Was there because of the opening 30 minutes. Now, the back half of the episode is still, it's still fucking great, don't get me wrong, but it feels a little, it feels very, very slow. Like it's setting up a lot of stuff. And yes, you do kind of need the, those scenes and whatnot, but I, I felt like they suffered a little bit in the uh, character development side of, of the storytelling. So going into episode two, that's kind of what I was looking for. I, I was kind of hoping that we would get some more Ellie and development of her character. See if I can get a better idea of, of what Bella Ramsey is, is doing as her performance. And see if, hey, maybe it was just episode one. You know Maybe she just kind of grows into the character a little bit and, and actually makes that character her own and really just brings out the uh, quote-unquote Ellie side of the character. And then we had Tess. I was thinking, uh, maybe episode two, she'll finally kind of feel like a real character. Like, I actually kind of care about her a little bit. And let me tell you guys, they knocked all of that shit out of the park. I am 100% on board with Bella Ramsey as Ellie after this episode. Like, was she perfect? No. Okay, by all means, she was not perfect in this. I still think some of her line delivery is a little stiff, but... If you're talking about how the character of Ellie was written, that is exactly like the game. Exactly like the game. She is this sarcastic asshole that has a comment for everything. And I absolutely love it. Now, some of the line delivery is absolutely, absolutely incredible. I thought Bella Ramsey knocked it out of park uh, on several different lines that she had in this in this episode. with With the humor side of it, you know, some of the levity. So, yeah, I'm not going to say it was a perfect thing for uh, Bella Ramsey, perfect uh, performance. But I I thought this was leaps and bounds better than anything that she did in episode one. Same thing goes for Tess. I thought the development of that character really, really helped everything. Because when we get to the end of this episode, she kind of sacrifices herself. And to me, if they didn't do the legwork and do the the development side of that character, the first 45, 50 minutes, then you don't give a shit when she dies. So to me, she becomes a more relatable character, a more likable character, and that really, really helps you kind of, kind of get hit in the feels a little bit when she decides to sacrifice herself uh, towards the end. So all in all, I thought the biggest improvements for this episode, which for me personally, I guess, because again, th- it was something that I thought was lacking in episode one, which was the development of Tess and Ellie. And I thought they knocked it out of park in this episode. Again, not perfect, but I, I thought they did a hell of a lot better than what they did in episode one. So putting that aside, Ellie and and the uh, development of Tess, putting that aside, this episode to me it is better overall, okay? You can you can say, oh, the scene with Joel and Sarah is is gut wrenching. It, it's amazing, and uh, it just hits you in the feels. Destroys your feels, right? And I can't argue with you, can't argue with you on that. But once you get past that, that episode becomes very inconsistent for me, and it feels very very slow and feels a little stiff. Shout out. This episode, episode two, feels more consistent overall. I feel like the tension is there the entire episode. You don't know what to expect, okay? Even as someone that has played the game, and it's been a while. It's it's probably been about uh, I don't know five, six years since I played the game. It's been a it's been a long time, so I'm still kind of hazy on some details. So rewatching this. I'm like okay I, I remember I remember this part in the game I remember but what what happens at this part you know I'm, I'm kind of thinking that in my head but with with any TV adapt adaptation there is the the moment that they change things up right so you don't 100% know what to expect and with that knowledge of of the game and whatnot I was still on the edge of my seat and I thought they did a great job building that tension which speaking of the game and we'll, we'll kind of stop talking about the game okay I mean I will still kind of compare the uh, the characters to the game but in terms of the game itself there are so many elements that they borrowed from the game there is one thing that I will say about adaptations from video games okay and that is how do you incorporate the quote-unquote game elements into the either the movie or or the TV series. Typically, it's just, it, it doesn't really feel the same, right? In terms of, okay, this is just a movie uh, with the same story as the game, right? They, they don't ever incorporate stuff that you actually, like the game mechanics, the combat and stuff like that. In this episode, they do so much with the elements from the game. We got uh, Joel boosting Tess up the wall. Where she goes and unlocks the door, can't tell you how many times you do that shit during the game, and then you got the stealth mode, which was was kind of funny, right? Because you know Joel's in there, and he's like, I, I I don't mean quiet, I mean silent, and just the vibe and the atmosphere of that scene was just God, it just hit me with flashbacks of the game, and it, they just did that so so damn well, and then you got the clickers with, by the way. The clickers, the sound design is impeccable. The sound of the clickers, the sound that they, they make, the clicking, is absolutely terrifying. I don't know about y'all guys, but I'm going to rank it in the top five most terrifying sounds of any horror movie, TV show, ever. Top five. I think you could put it right behind the death rattle from The Grudge. That that sound, brah, that, that shit creeps me the fuck out. This one is right behind it. the The clicker sound design was spot on. Absolutely loved it, and it was uh it was terrifying to to say the least. But then they're also using like melee weapons in it, and they're also conserving ammo because Joel is only popping off one shot at a time towards the end when he's in like close combat. So those are all elements within the game, and I get it. I'm probably nitpicking and saying okay, like you're kind of grassmatch straws here that's just a typical tv show or typical zombie show and probably so but those are all elements within the game that they have brought to the series that i appreciate a lot as someone that has played the game now if you haven't played the game then those little moments probably don't mean a lot to you or you probably don't even notice it but like i said as someone that has played the game i I notice those little things And I'm always looking for for those little elements, those little mechanics that they bring from the game to the movie or TV series. But yeah, I'm going to, like I said in the first episode, I'm going to try to limit as much comparison from the game to the uh, TV series. One, because I don't want to be that guy. I kind of just want to judge the TV series for what it is. Two, I have a pretty terrible memory, so I don't want to be caught with my pants down. You know what I'm saying? But let's go back to the very beginning of this episode, which was the part where we got the the popular fan theory confirmed with the uh, the flower factory? I thought the opening worked very very well for me. All right, this stuff wasn't in the game that I'm aware of, unless it was in those little notes that you pick up and little lore around the world. But the thing about the opening, to me personally, and maybe it changes for everybody, but I, I think a lot of people can relate. ...to this opening scene because... ...guys... ...okay, sidebar... ...we don't normally talk about this kind of crap on the podcast... ...and I'm not going to go in depth on it or anything like that... ...I just want to bring this up, okay... ...because it's kind of hard not to bring it up. We just went through the COVID pandemic... ...the C word. We just went through a pandemic... ...and it literally took one person... ...and then it was like wildfire, guys. That, That shit spread so fast because... ...well people got on planes and the planes went across the world and those people got off and they got other people infected and that's how this shit went down so that is so relatable to me because we just experienced something like this now granted people didn't fucking turn into zombies but a lot of people died and a lot of people got sick are still getting sick so yeah I just found that stuff very relatable and that's why it, it worked really well for me. It was the fact that we just went through stuff like this. So it's kind of like, oh, man, ah, I kind of hit you in the feels a little bit. You know, you you went through this shit for two years. So absolutely loved the opening. And we didn't get any of that crap in the game. Like there's no mycologist or whatever the fuck she was strolling around the, the city of Indonesia and and figuring out that there's a there's a fucking pandemic going on. Right. An infection. So none of that happened in the game that I'm aware of. So I, I thought that was very much needed for the show. And that was something that I had questioned in the, in the first episode was, what are they going to do to build the world for, for TV audiences? Because games and, and TV are vastly different. You know, you can build the world through like little notes and collectibles and and conversations with some people you may or may not meet NPCs in the game with TV you have to build that stuff you have to give it a little bit more depth so i was interested and curious how they were going to go about doing that and i'm loving what they're doing with it so far so my next biggest question is how are they going to how are they going to make the entire first game one season where we have only gotten through a little bit of the story in the first two episodes. But the rest of the things that I have to say that are just absolutely great about this episode are all in reference to the development of the characters. And I've already kind of touched base on the development of Ellie, which I thought they did a fantastic job of, as well as the development of Tess. But one of the biggest things that we need in the show and I mentioned it in episode one I keep referencing episode one but the thing that I mentioned the most important aspect of this TV series is going to be Joel and Ellie that relationship if they don't nail that relationship this series is not going to be good because that was the heart of part one was the relationship between Ellie and Joel and we didn't really get that in episode one so I was curious to know how they were going to progress that relationship, and I thought they did an amazing job of developing that relationship. We got Ellie, who is this sarcastic, wise-ass, and she's always kind of chirping at at Joel about something, and Joel does it right back, all right? I mean, they won't, like, argue back and forth with that kind of shit, but she'll say some shit to him, and then maybe a scene later, he'll pop off and say something sarcastic right back to her. And I absolutely love the relationship in this episode. And it gives me a lot of hope for, for what's to come. I, I can't wait for the for the rest of the series now because they have just knocked everything out of the park up to this point. But the thing about Joel that I want to say is you, you saw it a lot early on in this episode is is the fact that he only views Ellie as a package. He doesn't view her as a child. He doesn't view her as a as a human being. It is, let's get her from point A to point B. No ifs, ands, buts. And we aren't going to stop here and fucking socialize and be best friends or anything like that. So that is his one mission. And he doesn't give a shit about her. And as the episode kind of progresses, that that layer kind of gets peeled back a little bit. And you can see that he is... like I'm not saying he cares about her. But his tone towards her changes a little bit. He's still snippy with her. He's still an ass to her. But in terms of the development of that relationship, I thought it progressed forward some. Like, he, he's not treating her like such a package <laughs> when when we get to the end of the episode. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does to me. So at the end of the episode, it's, okay, this, this isn't going to work, you know, okay? It's, it's over, Tess. It's over. It's over. And Tess convinces him to carry on and to to find a cure and, and stuff like that. And he reluctantly does it. He, he grabs her by the hand and then runs off. And to me, that was a a good arc capper for for this episode. Because at the very beginning of it, like I said, he's, he's treating her as a package. He doesn't really give a shit what happens to her. And he's not treating or talking to her like a human being or a child. He's just getting her from point A to point B. So the development of that relationship was just vastly improved in comparison to episode one. And then the last thing that I kind of want to mention, the world design, the set design. Guys, guys, the episode one, I I wasn't 100% sure about. like It felt like a lot of CGI, and it felt a little iffy on the CGI. But in terms of the, the set design with episode two... I thought it was a lot better. Now, there's still some moments of CGI that I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Or as good, I should say. But the world and the set design, really, really great in, in this movie. And and some of the practical effects worked really well for me. And I, I thought it, like, guys, this looks just like the game. Like it, It's kind of crazy how much they made it look like the game in terms of what the surroundings and the world and the sets kind of look like. Like the museum, yeah, that's stripped right from the game. Uh, just everything the city, all the overgrown, like uh, moss and vines and stuff like that. And you got the cordyceps shit <laughs> growing everywhere, which I, I, I don't think that was a part of the original game. Correct me if I'm wrong in the Discord, but when you step on a part of a cordyceps, it's surrounding, infected, hear it. I don't remember that being a part of the game. So that's something... That's a new little twist to the to the series, I guess. Uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long time since I've played the game. But I, I think the world and the set design is just super fucking good up to this point. So to cap off this episode, my review of this episode, I, I will say my closing arguments, I guess, for the fact that it is better than episode one is, again... This is a more consistent episode. We have that great opener that kind of explains how everything got fucked. And then we got a consistent, you know, just three characters almost the entire time. And we get them in tense situations. You're on the edge of your seat the entire time. Whereas the back half of last week's episode, it was basically just a bunch of characters showing up and talking and kind of moving the plot forward that's really all it was so to me personally i like this episode more i'm not entirely sure what i would what i think they could improve on to get a perfect 10 out of 10 but i'm going to give it a 9.5 i'm going to give it a half point better score than last week's episode again nothing is going to compare to the opening of episode one where it is the Joel and Sarah and then all the shit goes down I don't think anything is going to compare to that honestly uh that that scene as a whole is better than anything that happens here although the clicker stuff is really fucking good in this episode but I still think the opening to episode one is better than anything that happens in this episode this one's just it's just more consistent for me and there's more development of, of the world and the characters. And that's really, really what I wanted out of, out of episode two. And that's what I got. So personally, I'm probably a little bit higher on this episode than most. But I could see why people would love episode one a lot more just because of that opening scene. Like that opening scene could probably carry a lot of TV shows so I, I completely understand if you're on the fence with, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard for episode one. Episode one was a lot better. I, I, I completely understand if you had that viewpoint. And then the last thing that I want to mention is the weird ass kiss that happened at the end of the episode where Tess is in that building with all the fireflies, oh, the dead fireflies, I should say, and then the infected are rushing in, and she's willing to sacrifice herself for the greater good and she's clicking that, that that lighter which guys let's be honest here the lighter not clicking and lighting is is definitely a cliche in a lot of horror movies especially in like action movies but when that click when the clicker comes in and all of them kind of don't realize that she's right there i'm assuming that a lot of them thought that she was infected but then that one clicker comes over and then kisses her, and then like all the shit comes out of his mouth. I guess the cordyceps comes out of his mouth and then goes into her mouth. It is one of the most disgusting kisses I have ever seen in my life, and I kind of cringed at it. But it was unique because we, I guess we haven't really ever seen anything like that. Now, that was not in the game. I promise you that. And I read a little quote from the creators of, of the TV series where they said, yeah, you know, we kinda looked at why are they so violent? Why are they running and trying to attack you? And it's because you're resisting, it's because you're you're not infected. But what happens when you're not resisting? What happens when you are infected? And that's what led them to to a more I guess, loving scene. I I don't really know. I I don't understand it at all. I don't know how that really propels the, the lore and the world better. I mean, you could have just kind of just blew them all up and kind of end the episode right there. So I'm not entirely sure how that helps improve the lore at all or that world or the TV series. So I'll be curious to know if that's a thread that they kind of follow up on at a later time. It just seemed like a weird choice to me at first, but nonetheless, it's there and it was creepy as shit. Not gonna lie, but yeah, overall, I give this uh, I give this episode nine point five out of ten. I-, I don't know what they could have done to make it better, but nine point five nonetheless. And guys, that is going to be it from me on episode two. I- I'm looking to see I- I'm looking to grab another person for this review series. All right, and that's gonna be someone that has not played the games. And I think I got someone on our Discord, uh, Nick Ziegler. I I would be very curious to know how they perceive some of these scenes and some of these episodes when it's their first time watching it or or seeing it or, or whatever, okay? I can only come from the perspective of someone that has played the games. Like, episode one, the Joel, Sarah, whole sequence. Like, even though I knew that shit was coming... I was still on the edge of my seat regardless. I, I was I was definitely feeling the tension and you got the sweaty palms and whatnot. Got the heart racing a little bit. Like I, I, I still had all those emotions, even knowing what happened. So, I'm curious to know how someone would feel when they have never seen any of that stuff to begin with. So, I'm looking to grab uh, Nick Ziggler for the remainder of the series. So, hopefully he will join me. If not, then I guess y'all will continue to hear my my lovely voice. But until then, guys, I will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters.